Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. This is 95.9 FM WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio. We're talking with Peter Stoner from Stoner and Company, your guide for the Medicare maze. Uh, by the way, uh, Peter's a Medicare expert uh, and uh, just real quick, his telephone number, if you want to catch up with him uh, after the show, is 781-431-7550. And he has a website, strangely enough, called stonermedicare.com, all one, one long word. Uh, a couple quick announcements before we get back to the subject at hand. So next week, Alyssa and Kirk, the Roth in all its beauty, okay? Roth IRAs, everything you need to know, folks. Uh, By the way, the only problem I have with Roth IRAs is most people who need them can't qualify for them, and most people who don't need them can buy them. But I'll I'll leave that alone. So they're they're pretty cool when they're used correctly, folks, and uh, you'll learn all about that next week with Kirk and Alyssa. So stay tuned. Okay. Uh, And then the Saturday after that, that would be October 20th, uh, this will be the last of a three-part series uh, called Common Sense 
financial survival in today's crazy world. Uh, uh, my bride, Pamela, will be uh, the straight man, and I'll provide the entertainment, and uh, we'll have a pretty good discussion about the financial stuff that you kind of have to be aware of, uh, you know, in terms of just living your life today and getting to that retirement uh, somewhere down the line. It's, uh, you know, it's tough to do detailed stuff on the radio, so we'll talk about kind of big picture stuff that hopefully everybody is working on right now. And then uh, last but not least, uh, Peter's going to be uh, speaking at a seminar that we're sponsoring, uh, the, the date of the seminar, uh, Medicare and all that good stuff, that's my term, uh, is uh, October the 16th, that's next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, so two Tuesdays uh, from day today, it's at Station 8, the restaurant uh, in Marshfield at 1899 Ocean Street, and uh, your ticket for admission is to call the uh, lovely Miss Mary Beth at McNamara Financial Services, uh, 781-834-2010. We'll have a complimentary cocktail and whores divorce. That'll start at uh, 6.30, and at 7 o'clock, uh, Peter will start doing his thing, and there'll be lots of times for questions uh, as you go along. So uh, could, could be interesting. V- very confusing subject, uh, and uh, you know we've been touching on the big picture here for the last hour and a half, and uh, I think we're going to kind of wrap up with some, some details and good stuff like that. So you got a list there. Where do you, you want to start on that list, Peter? What's your pleasure? So one of the things that I find that people have a concern around um, is when do they do things when it comes down to Medicare. So I wanted to talk about some of the election periods because this is where people tend to panic a little bit. Okay. So the first window of opportunity, if you will, for most people is called their initial election period. This is a seven-month window surrounding their 65th birthday. So it's three months before the month in which you turn 65. Okay. The month in which you turn 65. Yeah. And three months thereafter. That's your window. That's your window. Okay. And in that window, you want to be able to... Uh, at least enroll in Medicare Part A. Okay. I say at least because if you're still working, you do not want to enroll in Medicare Part B. Yep. So you enroll in Part A, and the effective date would be the first of the month in which you turn 65. All the right. only exception to that is if you were born on the first of a month. Okay. And then it's the first of the preceding month. If you don't meet that window, do you turn into a pumpkin? What happens if well, you don't? Well, at that okay. point, you've you've used up your initial uh, election period. You, you didn't follow the rule. You didn't follow the rule. Now, the, the bottom line here is if you're working for the large employer that we mentioned, there's no negative consequences that. Yeah. There's no penalty that's incurred. There's nothing that you're going to get charged for over time. So you don't really need to panic. Um, it's still, it's a good idea to have already uh, enrolled in Part A, but if you didn't, you don't have to necessarily worry about it. But typically, once you've missed that window, the next window that you have is called a SEP, a special election period. And usually, a SEP comes about as a result of a retirement. Okay. So you've retired, you've lost your employer group coverage, you have a special uh, enrollment period, it's an eight-month window. Now, the reality of it is most people wouldn't wait eight months. Most people would jump on a Medicare plan the first of the following month 
during which they lost their coverage yeah. through okay. an employer. Yeah, they're, they're, but, it's right on their mind, right? <laughs> but every now and then you find somebody, for example, my, I mentioned earlier, my wife is younger than I am. So she's about, she's more than two months uh, younger than me. I think she's exactly uh, five months younger than I am. Okay. So at that point, I went on COBRA for five months. So I needed to bridge the time when I didn't have employer group coverage. Um, so I went on COBRA for uh, five months. And one of the things that I wanted to warn people of is that the federal government does not view COBRA as employer group coverage. So in other words, they would look at somebody like me and say, well, he's on COBRA. He doesn't have employer group coverage as far as we're concerned. Yeah, okay. So I went five months. If I had gone longer than eight months, I would have been subjected to penalties. Because ah, okay. I would have missed my initial enrollment period. I also would have missed my SEP so they would have said, well, this guy uh, didn't do either, so we're going to penalize him 10% of his Part B charges, and, oh, by the way, our penalty is going to be with him for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty stiff. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if I was in the in the rung where most people are at $134, yeah. that would be $13.40 per month the rest of my life hopefully a long time yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully yeah and 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 that 134 would be subject to increase over oh, time that's right. the so inflation the, stuff yeah so okay. the 10 percent is yeah. also subject to increase yeah. so that can be fairly onerous now seps i mentioned this special election period when you retire you also incur special election periods during the course of a year if something happens the next most important step that I find is, so if somebody is uh, taking a Medicare Advantage plan and they move to Florida, that's a special election period by virtue of the fact they've moved out of their service area. Okay. So with Medicare Advantage plans, they're all tied to a county. Okay. So as soon as you move out of that county, you've moved out of the service area, you have what's known as a special election period, and you can change that Medicare Advantage plan. Okay, so a change of geography might precipitate... It might. 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 very well might. Okay, got it. Now, okay. for example, I mentioned earlier that um, I have a Medicare supplement plan. So if my wife and I were to move to Florida, which incidentally we would never do because my wife doesn't like Florida, but let's say we move to Arizona, that yep. would be more likely. Yep. So I wouldn't have to change because I have a Medicare supplement plan right now, and that's taken by any doctor in the country who yeah. takes Medicare, including the doctors in Arizona. Yeah, Ex so, yeah that's different than the preferred providers. Be yes. Even built into the name, you could that's probably right. figure that out. Okay, So yeah, I could it. take okay. that with me. Yeah, okay. That's uh, what they call portable, okay. so I can take it with me. Yeah. My wife would have to change her plan ah, because she's right. on okay. a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. It's tied to a county. The county's different in Arizona. She has to get a new Medicare Advantage plan. Okay, and and before you, before you get through, sometime would you talk about outside the United States travel? Uh, with yes, that be okay. Absolutely, and, and, and emergency versus non-emergency services and yes. other places. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm just jotting yeah. that down. Outside U.S. Yep. So okay, um, and and right now we have the biggest election period that is. Uh, 
again, we mentioned earlier, is why you're all getting the information now. You're over 65. The carriers all know it. They're sending you their best shot as to why you should change and join their plan. But the annual election period uh, is between October 15th and December 7th. And during that period, you can change your Medicare plan for the first of the following January. So anything that you do this year during that time frame, uh, assuming you're already on Medicare, will be for the first of January of 2019. Okay. Now sometimes people are turning 65 during this time and they think, oh, just I just have um, between October 15th and December 7th. It doesn't apply to them. So that initial enrollment period takes precedent over the annual enrollment period. And a SEP would also take precedent over that. Okay. So somebody, for example, I I find a lot of people retire at the end of a given year. Yeah. So December 31st, that's it. And they they tend to call me and think, oh, I have until December 7th to make my decision. No, that's not true. They have a SEP which takes precedent over Okay. The annual election period, and their SEP is up to the last day of December. Okay, got okay. it. Okay, yep. So I mentioned earlier, COBRA is not considered employer group coverage. I need to warn people, they have a SEP when they retire eight months. You don't want to stay on COBRA longer than eight months, because now that window, that special SEP that you've had has closed and then you'll need to wait for the general enrollment period. The general enrollment period is between uh, January 1st and March 31st for an effective date of July 1st. Okay. So if you have somebody who um, misses that eight-month window and say that eight-month window ends in October, they can't say, well, gee, it's the annual enrollment period now, so I'll just jump on a Medicare plan. No, they have to wait till the general enrollment period, wow. which is the first quarter of the following year for the 1st of July. So now they're going to incur penalties for Part B, and they're also going to incur penalties for Part D. Oh, Because wow. if they don't take a prescription plan within 63 days which is more than the longest two months in a row, Ah, 63 days, then they're subjected to penalties on the Part D plan as well. Oh, wow. Okay. And like the Part B penalties, the penalties are with them for the rest of their life. You got to know the rules. So you mentioned outside of the U.S. travel. Yeah, excuse me. One sec, folks. Uh, if there's a call-in talk radio show, the time is clicking here. If you want to give us a holler, uh, question about Medicare, it's 781-837-4900. Okay, yeah, outside. I want to travel. I want to hit the road. So outside of the United States, you're covered for emergencies or urgent care uh, on virtually every plan except some. I mentioned earlier there's two kinds of supplement plan in Massachusetts. There's the one called the SUP1, and then there's the core plan. The core plan, you're responsible for some of the deductibles. Some of the core plans do not cover you outside of the United States. Okay. So you need to be careful about that. Okay. All of the SUP1 plans, the more expensive of the supplement plans, cover you for emergencies outside of the United States. All of the Medicare Advantage plan cover you for emergencies and urgent care outside of the United States. 
Now, they don't cover you for routine care. You cannot go outside the United States and get a physical. Yeah. But clearly, if you're in Italy and you break a leg, yeah. any of these plans, with the exception of some of the core plans, would cover. You would have to pay the invoice at the hospital in Italy, and then you would be reimbursed once you come back to the United States. How about uh, snowbirds who spend three or four months in a different state, not necessarily just Florida? So you got there, sometimes things wouldn't work, and you have to make adjustments. Or well, snowbirds are again are covered for emergencies or urgent care, but not regular stuff. Not regular stuff, okay. except if they're on a supplement plan, in which they would be covered for regular stuff in wherever they go. Got it. Domestically, now I'm not talking outside of the United States. Okay. Um, I found, frankly, that a supplement plan travels much better with people than a Medicare Advantage plan. The okay. Medicare Advantage plans will tell you, and rightfully so, that when you go to uh, Florida or wherever, you're covered for uh, emergencies and urgent care. The reality of it is the physician's office looks at a Medicare Advantage plan and says uh, their first reaction is, we don't take that plan. Okay. Okay, so there's been more negative response that I've heard over the years okay. from people on a Medicare Advantage plan than if they're on a Medicare Supplement plan because on a Medicare Supplement plan, they show two cards when they go to a doctor or the hospital. The two cards are the Medicare claim card. Yeah. So all the hospitals and all the hospitals and all the doctors know how to charge Medicare. Yeah. They know how to bill Medicare. And then Medicare knows how to bill the carrier that stands behind whatever that person takes. Okay. So if they're on Tufts or Fallon or whatever it is, Medicare pays their piece, the balance of the bill goes to the carrier. And the carrier then takes care of the rest of the bill for somebody who's on a SUP1 plan. That some SUP1 person gets no bill at all. Uh, if they're on a Medicare Advantage plan and they've gone somewhere on an, an emergency, yep. the government pays their piece. Uh, government doesn't pay their piece. That's right. Um, yeah, you pay, basically. You pay, okay. or in this case, the Medicare Advantage plan would pay the emergency charges. Yeah, so if that's in your future, it's just another piece of the equation you've got to consider, basically. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. And I and typically, when, when people spend three, four, five months elsewhere, yeah. I tell them to take a serious look at a supplement plan okay. because it travels better. <clears throat> okay. And and how about, uh, take a stab at this for, I, I know the answer is it depends, but so what, what's the what, what's the range of supplement plan costs? I mean, I know it depends all over the world, but if somebody's thinking about a supplement, where, where do they run? I'm asking this, by the way, as a certified financial planner who has to make some guesses about those things for clients who are looking okay. at their future. Sort of so thing. I okay. would say if somebody was going to budget a Medicare supplement plan in Massachusetts, yep. This year, yep. SUP one, I would uh, budget one hundred and eighty-five dollars. Okay, good. So now okay. all that, of the per plans, person, basically, that's per right. person. Yeah. Okay, good. All of the plans okay. in Massachusetts, if you're new to Medicare, will give you a fifteen percent discount the first year. Okay. So when I say one eighty-five, that's the net cost that I would target. 
yeah, okay. Just a ballpark. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. So, all right. And, and that's mid-range probably, or that high? Um, Where is that on no, the that's, that's, that's uh, to the lower end. To the lower end. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, again, as as certified financial planners, we sit down and craft some pretty, uh, pretty cool stuff about looking out in the future. And we need to make some guesses if people don't know about that. Right. So, what, what would uh, what would the high end of that be? Okay, the high the high end of that would be about two hundred and ten dollars. All right. So, if we said four hundred dollars per couple. couple is 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 a, 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 pro- That's a probably good on, yeah good estimate. That's a good estimate. Okay, and might, what maybe three hundred dollars per couple, a little bit more than that, maybe three hundred and fifty. Uh, uh, on the low side, or I would say, well, first of all, you, you're looking at about two hundred dollars per person. Yeah. Again, just ballpark. Yeah. But now I would ballpark uh, twenty-five to thirty dollars for the drugs, the Part D plan. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, you you could look at four hundred and fifty dollars per couple. Okay. On and a supplement. On a supplement plan, and, yeah. and okay, completely, we're in and, that ballpark. And okay. The, and the big caveat on that, and, and would that's be, with the drugs, basically. Yeah. It is okay. with the drugs, yeah. but okay. the big caveat is the drugs, yeah. because in order for you to refine that twenty-five dollar per person estimate, yeah, the analysis on the prescriptions has to be done. Yeah, okay. because I'll Got tell it. you, this year there was a huge range in premiums for drugs. Yeah, okay. The lowest premium was twelve dollars and sixty cents a month. The highest premium was about one hundred and twenty-two dollars a month. Whoa, that's a big spread. So yeah. that's a huge spread. Yeah. Okay. And is the one hundred and twenty-two dollar plan ever a good value? Yeah. Well, I actually found once this year. I found once it was a good value. Yeah. It was okay. the best value, but more often than not, it's not. Yeah. All right. So, so to go back to my question, so uh, for a couple. Okay, to that four fifty, I add the hundred and thirty four times two uh, from Medicare. Yes, yeah, I do. And, yes, yeah, but good, good. Okay, just or, or because they're yeah. your clients, yeah. you add more than one hundred and thirty four dollars yeah, well, yeah, well, because of those benchmarks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm sensitive to that. Yes. Okay. So so those benchmarks <laughs> yeah, okay. are uh, available on my website. Yeah. By the okay. Way. Cool. Okay. www. stonermedicare. Oh, okay. com. We're gonna have to take a peek at that. Then. One, okay, one yeah. of the things is yeah. is the benchmarks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to. Um, update those as soon as I get the new figures for 2019. All right. So on the high end, we're at 450 plus, and then on the low end, we're at three, 350 plus, 200 plus? No, we're per, I, per couple. I, I think the 450 is a, is a good estimate. Good, across the I board. think you can use that. 350 is yeah. too low. You okay. can't oh, be using okay. the 350. Good, good to know. Okay. All right. Okay. So 450 plus the, the two premiums for Medicare, basically. For Part B. Yeah. So we're basically up to 600 and, and, bucks. And on a couple. Minus. Yeah. Their Part B is going to be the same. Yeah. In other words, they don't have a different Part B cover, yeah. uh, charge for the husband and the wife. They all pay. Okay. Whatever whatever one pays, yeah. they okay. both pay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and let me ask you another question. This is just something we, we get a little nervous about. So, so in, in oh, we have a Carlo. Let's go to Pat in Brockton. Good morning, Pat. How are you today? Hi, uh, I'm okay. I think. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm glad <laughs> glad to hear that. We we think we're okay too. Yeah. How can we, how can we help you? <laughs> I've heard your show m- many times. Thank you. Uh, and your guest, I have a a question um, to to keep it simple. I'm 80 years old. Okay. And I I'm on Medicare, Medicaid, Mass Health. Um, I have a company called SilverScript that's been assigned to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the question is about formulary. Yeah. I got a letter uh, on uh, June 18th, and I have prostate cancer, which is in remission, but I have a 
a, what's called a Lupron Depot shot every three months. Okay. And the letter basically uh, said that they were no longer covered as of August 22nd. I don't have another appointment until November. Uh, and it talks about uh, speaking to your physician about uh, something else rather than that particular thing and ask the provider if you can use another drug on the, on the list. Okay. Um, and uh, I date all my mail. And on uh, the uh, 15th of September, I got a big packet I get once a year from the same company. Yeah. Eight, eight and a half by 11 type stuff. There's three basic pieces to it. And one is called the abridged formula for 2019. And on a particular, I read through uh, the first section, which is kind of like a long cover letter. And then there's a, another thing is uh, called evidence of coverage. But in this one, bridge formulary, uh, it says partial list of covered drugs. And I look up and Lupron is listed there. And I'm a little confused because there are a lot of letters behind after, after each column yeah. to the right of the particular drug. It lists uh, a bunch of letters. Now, assigned to that particular column, Lupron Depot injection, uh, 11.25 milligrams, three to three months apart. It has uh, a drug tier, and it's called tier five. Yeah, special specialty are, drug. Yeah, and the letters are NDS, NM, and PA. And at the bottom, it says PA is a prior authorization. NM says not available at, and then NDS is not extended. Now, I don't know if that's saying that they're not using that drug or not, but it's in the formula, so it's confusing yeah. as to whether I, whether they were wrong in the first letter or not. And I haven't spoken to my uh, oncologist yet about it, but uh, I thought while you're in the air, I'd... So actually, actually, Pat, the first thing that I would do in a situation like that is to call customer service because you need clarification. You've got some additional components there. For example, you mentioned mass health. So yeah. that uh, impacts um, typically what your copayments are. It also yeah, uh, impacts um, availability of things in your favor. So my financial structure, I'm, I'm sorry, as such that uh, I even was uh, given another, uh, it's a help something rather they put it. So I'm, I'm paying very little for, yeah. for yeah. drugs or anything like yeah. that. It's pennies actually. So, so I think in, in order, I would have a conversation first with your physician to yeah. see what if any flexibility there is, and then I would call um, them specifically. I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention the brand name, but I sure. re recall you saying what it was. Um, yeah. So I would call them specifically and say, "How does this impact me?" But I would want more information first from your physician, and then secondly from customer service. And if you don't get the answers that you want. The the third thing that I would do is uh, I would have somebody look at the government website and see for 2019 what does, if anything, what drug uh, plans do include the drugs that you need to take on their formulary. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to have to, if at all, I want to avoid messing around and finding another company and learning how to read all their letters. No. I get monthly I, statements with everything. It's very thorough. Yep. It asks if there's a problem to let them know. In fact, I have found a mistake in some of their math. One thing, and I wow. have some stuff wrapped up to call. I'm pretty efficient with yep. this. I've just been too damn busy to 
get everything done I got to do in my life. So the, the, I get, the older I, you get, the more you have to do before you die. You know. <laughs> I, no, I get that. But I also I get the comfort level with staying with an existing carrier, but. Uh, if your physician says there's a drug that's particularly important to you and your carrier is giving you a problem with access to that drug, uh, yeah. I, I would really like to see you look at alternatives, but that would right. be a last resort. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the input. Thanks for the call. Hey, Pat, thanks for the question. That was a tricky one. Holy cow. Have a good day. All right? <laughs> yes. You too, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Right. Uh, we've got just a minute or so to go. Very quickly. Uh, what would you, in as a financial planner, we use inflation assumptions about how much expenses are going to grow. Okay, uh, what would you inflate future health care costs at if you're a financial planner in terms well, of Well, it's funny because uh, in recent years, I, I would say that uh, just anecdotally that the, the uh, rate of inflation has been about 5%, but I, but I would, if I'm a financial planner, I would factor in higher than that okay and I would factor in higher than that be, uh, because of the phenomenon that we've spoken of yeah. which is more and more of the cost is going to be borne by those who can pay it we would generally double inflation five six seven percent that that's the range or would you go higher than that I, I would I I would be comfortable with the range that you've mentioned right now okay but I would be prepared to go higher in the wow. years ahead all right time to do the Peter Stoner commercial go for it okay so my name is Peter Stoner I'm uh, president and owner of Stoner and Company we uh, advise that we are your guide through the Medicare maze we can help people look at new uh, drug plans for next year new plans uh, our telephone number is 781-431 7550. My email address is pstoner at stonermedicare.com and our website is stonermedicare.com. We've got a lot of uh, information on that uh, website, including the income benchmarks that could be very helpful to you as, um, as uh, I know you all work with Mike, and therefore you uh, want to look at those benchmarks. <laughs> thank, thank you, Peter. By the way, uh, folks, Peter will be speaking at a seminar on Medicare that uh, my my company is uh, sponsoring. It's uh, uh, on the 16th of October, a couple of Tuesdays from now. It's at uh, 7 p.m. Okay, uh, in in Marshfield. Okay, at Station Eight, the restaurant. Uh, and if you have any questions or you'd like to hear Peter in person, uh, once again, call, call our office at seven eight one. Eight three seven. Uh, I'm sorry. Eight three four two zero one zero, and ask for the lovely Miss Mary Beth here. Okay. So, um, okay. So Peter, how about a a one minute grand summary? Impart all your wisdom to everybody listening in less than a minute. What do you go for? Well, I I think that um, you need as you age to make sure that you continue to look at your options for the next year in Medicare. It's been my experience that as we especially hit our 80s, people tend to stick with what they have. And in the case of a Medicare Part D plan, that's the drugs. That can be uh, to your disadvantage. Uh, I recall recently doing a drug analysis for a man who was 85, saved him $6,000 relative to the plan that he was on by switching to a new plan for 2018. It's something that's very important that we do on an annual basis. It doesn't take much time. I can do that analysis for you. You can have it done for you at the local senior center 
or you can go on the Medicare website, which is I've given you before. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, thank you, Peter, for being with us. Yeah, that's interesting. So we have a, a, re- a, a retirement checklist, and it's kind of a yearly thing. And I'm going to add the review to Medicare every year in retirement because life changes. Folks, my name is Mike McNamara. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.